Do you want to do one now? No. I mean, you just did a head flop. Yeah, the moment's passed. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what she said. This is, um, you're listening to Sip. Survive. And repeat. And it's a podcast about survival stories and wine and Weird things. news. Weird news. And weird news and things and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Damn straight. Damn skippy. <laughs> okay, right. so um, I just have an, a quick anecdote to start us off with. Um, before I came here, I uh, ran my fingers through my very short hair and uh, noticed a very large glob of uh, pomade mm. that looked a bit like um, Not- something about Mary yeah. when she had cum in her hair. <laughs> How did that... Uh, are you sure that's not what it was? Uh <laughs> Unless someone accidentally did that on my head this morning, You're I'm good. guessing okay. it's pomade. Just but checking. I, but I literally walked around all day with it like that. Where was it? In the front or the back? Right on the temple. And nobody said anything to you. <laughs> I didn't notice it either, so I guess it must not have been that bad. But like yeah. when I put my hands in my hair, I was, was like... Was it white or was it, it clear? Dry, no, it dried white. Okay. So it looked really good. <laughs> I also did a Facebook Live for work today, so I wonder how that There looks. was that. <laughs> It's like the time I had my zipper down for like two hours and nobody I like, told me. I thought I looked really good today. Like I was taking selfies earlier. So, so like I'm looking fly today. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> well, it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's fine. It's fine. Um, let's talk about this wine. It's great wine. It is. It's um, expensive wine. It's expensive. Uh, I cracked out some nice stuff. It was just sitting on my counter. I've been staring at it for three weeks, maybe longer. It's called um, Charles... Krug? Krug? <laughs> Did you just say the word, word Charles like Charles? <laughs> Isn't it Charles? <laughs> no, it's not. It's C-H-A-N-L-E-S. Wait, let me see. I, thought I don't it's think a that's Charles. an R. Oh, my God. oh shit. <laughs> <It> was <dropped. laughs> I don't think it's Charles. Dude. Is it Charles? It's Charles. It's cursive. Let me see this. <laughs> the, the second word is Krug or Krug. It's K-R-U-G. I think it's Krug. Look at this. Tell me if that's Charles. You think that's Charles? That's 100% Charles. Guys. <laughs> doesn't the R look like an N? If you even <laughs> look right here, it says Charles in print. <laughs> in regular writing below where it says Charles in, in and cursive. And the sad thing is, is I know how to read cursive. I'm not like an eight-year-old that's not learning it cursive. It says Charles about five times in the back in print <laughs> well, as well. Okay, too. when you look at the, scri- the scrolly scrolls, uh-uh. Of I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm going to put it on Instagram. We're going to have a debate. Chanals. Chanals. That's Chanals. what I was thinking. Chanals Krug. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and good news, everybody. It's almost 15%. <laughs> Woo! And I've already had one sip. I'm not drunk. I really thought that didn't say Charles. Yeah, I do see that R now. Okay, that's good. That's good. C-H-A-R-L-E-S, yeah. Okay. Great. It's from Napa. <laughs> oh, I like Napa. It's a Merlot. I like. Oh my God! Remember how we were talking about we need it's to bring a Merlot. Merlot. We need to bring Merlot back. Yeah, I like a, a lot of Merlot. A 2015 from Napa, and um, did you buy it in Napa or did you buy it locally? I bought it local. Probably Hyden's. Okay. Side note, you guys, if you haven't been to our merch store in a hot minute, uh, we do have a new shirt on there, which someone pointed out was a little insensitive of me because not all states have Costco's that carry wine. <laughs> Oh, well, move to a state that does. You're missing out. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. This could be from Costco. Um, 
so go to the merch store. It says something like, uh, this bottle is from my favorite little wine shop, dot, 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 Costco. And it's real cute. And it has um, a little drawing of a wine bottle and a glass. And then it real little. It says sip, survive, repeat. So uh, you can check that out. Go to sip, survive, repeat.com and click on shop merch. Definitely Charles. <laughs> <laughs> She's still like, are we I'm sure? I'm still checking it. Yeah. Oh sure? boy. Okay. Edit that out, Kenny. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. that's staying in all right um okay so we we've decided both of our stories have the same levity joyousness or awfulness. or not yeah <laughs> so Danelle's gonna go I'm gonna first. go first before I get drunk um, Jenny likes to go when she's drunk I like to sit back and listen to your story because I enjoy them I like to just you know it's like story time <laughs> so I like to have a full glass and enjoy it so oh, perfect. Let's, let's get mine out of the way okay so this is a survival story of Alina Hansen, mm-hmm. and I got all my stuff from a podcast called How I Survived, Okay, and People.com. Uh, she uh, related to the Hansen brothers. Probably. There goes the rest of our listeners. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, okay, so she owned a ranch in Sequoia, in the Sequoia Mountains in California. Ooh. And she lived in a small town, like, southwest, the middle of, like, southern California in the middle of the state. Okay. And it had about 1,200 people, so it's a very ranchy town. I like it. Um, she seems really fabulous, though. Like, she's very, like, when we post our pictures, you'll see. Like, she's oh. just, she's, she's fly. Anyway. <laughs> At the time, she's probably like in her early 60s to late 50s. Oh, okay. Now it's all coming together. Um, yes. So, so she's kind of fabulous for she, an older gal. Yes. That's what I mean by fabulous. Yeah. So she lived in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And um, this event took place one summer day in 2008 mm-hmm. in July. And she was working on... So her house was kind of in the middle of the mountain. And at the top of the mountain was this like waterfall thing. Mm. This freshwater whatever it was fresh water and she had this um let me see what it was called it was called um do, 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 do. i'll find the name in a minute but basically it was this catch-all that would collect um filter rainwater oh, to okay. help for her you know drinking water and stuff like that mm-hmm. so every year she would have to go and clean it out clean the rocks out clean the debris out but this thing was huge and she would have to be like chest deep in freezing water for hours because it, you know, it was like big, big boulders and it was a rainy season. Jesus. So it was a full day process. So she's like, okay, today's the day I'm going to go do this. So she Ooh. hikes up the mountain. It's about a mile. And she's that already in, sounds terrible. I know. I'm already out. And it's <laughs> July, so it's probably hot, but the water's freezing because it's fresh water. I don't know. Right. Just assuming that, okay. whatever. Um, so she's in there for a couple hours, and she's cleaning everything out, and she notices that her legs start to go numb because the water's so cold, and she's been in it for a while. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, I better take a break. And, um, you know, the birds were chirping. It was very, like, Disney-esque outside. Like, she was just like, it's a beautiful day. She started talking to animals. She was like, yeah, it was very, like, Yeah. So she gets, she makes her way out of the water and she sits on the side of the bank um, in the sand and she's just looking around and she feels like something's watching her. Uh-oh. And um, something was watching her. No. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting there and let me catch my place up here. Okay. So she hears a noise mm-hmm. in the brush about 10 feet away from her. Is it a baby? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you imagine? But, but that'd be really funny. I but mean, not be, funny, but, but it'd be so cute. After what I tell you what it was, it would, I would rather be a baby than this. Okay. So, um, she saw a, out of the corner of her eye, a black bear nope. staring at her. Mm-mm. And she, again, it was about 10 feet away in the, in the brush and she didn't know how long it was watching her. And she knew, um, the minute that she made eye contact with it, it was on like this thing was going to attack her. Like she just knew. And she made eye contact with it. And she said the only thing in her mind that went through her mind was, Oh shit. Actually it was, Oh no. She knew it was going to happen, but she didn't swear. She didn't swear. (laughs) That, that was me. I said, Oh shit. That would have been an Oh fuck moment Uh for me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, the next second she felt the black bear on top of her. Oh no. Like it was, she said it was just like that. Like, she made eye contact, and it was, like, on her. Don't you think it's weird that black bears and, like, big animals like that can move that fast? Like, yeah. I've seen some big people in my time, and they can't move that fast. I'm kind of a big person. I don't move fast. No. And she she said she could see the muscles, like, from the corner of her eye, like, tensing up. Like, that's why she knew it was... And there was nowhere she could go. I mean, it, it oh, was... Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, it went straight for her face. Like it was oh, like honor. So course. she doesn't remember the actual impact, but she does recall um, coming to after the bear jumped on her and she was in fetal position on top of the like sandy ground. And um, the bear grabbed her by her ears and bit right into her face. Oh! And it was actually sitting on top of her as well. <gasps> so um, it took her some time to realize what exactly was happening. She thought maybe she was like dreaming or like, as this was like chewing at her face, she was just like, okay, where am I? What's happening? Um, she was kind of assessing the situation. Um, the bear was slashing at her face with his razor sharp claws. You ever seen how big bear claws are? Huge. They're like inches. They're insanity. Yes. Okay. And she describes the slashing as like, it turned her cheeks into ribbons. That's what, how she, in that description Whoa. alone made me like, and, and in the podcast interview that I listened to, she's telling the whole story okay and she has such a great sense of humor about it but in this part when she describes it as like ribbons like her cheeks were just like i like cringed um that makes me a little nauseous. Yeah. she could hear herself being pulled apart ew no. yes she describes the sound as um crunching into a uh, stock of celery like her, the meat pulling away from bones because oh. it was just like ripping her to shreds and it sounded like biting into like celery sticks. And you know how you can hear the internal sounds. Similar to getting Botox or cheek filler. Yeah. You can hear that. See, it crunches. Right. You could hear it like filling, right? Or even the Botox, like when the needle goes into your skin, it's did like you just a little. Hear my, did you hear my impression? Mm-hmm. Did it kind of freak you out a little bit? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm not trying to say that cheek fillers are the same as getting attacked by a bear, but that sound, that crunching, you know what you, yeah, sick ass. Okay, okay. So, so where am I? Da, 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 da. Okay, so while this was happening, she was numb and was mentally deciding whether or not she wanted to survive the attack. Oh my god. So in her thought process, she said she was thinking like, okay, I'm going to be mauled. Mm-hmm. What am I going to look like after this? How am I going to function after this? I don't know if she lived by herself or, I mean, I feel like if she's doing right. a task like this, not to be like sexist, maybe she is lives, lives by herself. I know right. she has a son who was away in college, so she was home alone and she was just thinking like, how am I going to survive after this? And a part of her was just ready to let this bear eat her. <gasps> like she was just like, I don't want to deal with the rehabilitation. Like, let's just do no. this. I know. So. Um, she wasn't sure if she would be strong enough for the recovery process. So 
At this point, while this is going through her head, the bear had just bitten into her eye. And she actually could hear her eye squish. And he had moved up closer to her head. And he was sitting kind of on her head. And her head was like on top of a rock. So he was like pushing her head into a rock, eating her eye out. Lots of squishing, lots of tearing noises. Oh, did it hurt? Yeah, she said it hurt. It was the most intense pain. And she rides horses so she has two horses on her farm and she said she's fallen off two cliffs with the, her horses oh, oh i don't shit. know how i don't know what that means i don't know I don't if know like that means either. the horse bucked her off and she said this was much more intense than that obviously so well i can um, say giving birth was the most painful thing i've ever done and she obviously has a son so she knows what that's like mm-hmm. so this has to be pretty yes. bad. Uh-huh. But she also said that once he like tore through her scalp and stuff like that, the, the nerve endings were severed. So a lot of it, she just stopped feeling the pain after a while. And I don't know if it's because she was in shock too, but. Oh my God. Yeah. The noises. Um, the noises are what's getting yes, here. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I highly recommend listening to the podcast because it's, again, her recounting the oh, story. okay. I thought you were going to say they have a recording of noises of people being torn well, apart. Well, they do do some, like, background. They do some filler noises, which adds to it. Oh, God. And it just makes you Kenny, wanna, get like, some filler noises for yeah. this story, okay? Um, so while the bear was gnawing at her eye, she was like, okay, I've got one eye left. I want to see what's going on. She's like, if I'm going to let this thing attack me, I want to know, like... She wanted to know, like, her positioning and where she yeah. was. So she opened up her other eye. This part's gross, too. So warning. She could see little red and white pieces surrounding her, like, flying through the air. And at first, when I heard this, I was like, okay, maybe it's, like, her flesh being torn off. Mm-mm. It was her teeth. He was, like, chewing out. He was spitting out her teeth as he was, like, gnawing on her face. The bear was spitting out her teeth. Mm-hmm. Describe my face right now. Jenny's mortified, confused, and a little weary. Of this possible situation, yeah. This sounds terrible. She thought she said it looked like little pieces of white and red gum, like on the ground around her, and she chiclets. could see them like chiclets, like flying in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So she said at that moment she realized she had two choices. Clearly, she was going to either let this bear eat her alive or fight for her life, and that's exactly what she decided to do. She's okay. like, she's like, fuck this shit. I am just. This is not going to happen. I'm surprised he went for her head first. I know. And he kind of stayed in that area. Like he was really working that face. So um, she realized that her elbow and thumb um, were free. So it was like stretched out. And um, she took her hand with all the strength that she had left and took her finger and pushed it in the bear's eye. Yeah, get his eye. It was like up in her face so she could like... You know, with her an one eye, eye for an eye. Now we're getting real right. literal here. Uh huh. And then this action made the bear let go of her face long enough for her to scream. And her, she has two dogs. She's an Irish wolfhound and a mastiff. Uh-huh. And they both heard her screaming. Uh oh. And they actually came running to the sound of her call, and she immediately blacked out. Oh god. So then she comes to, and on top of her is the bear and her two dogs all wrestling. And she can see fur flying, blood flying. She's hearing like awful noises. And she doesn't know if this bear is killing her dogs or if the dogs are killing the bear. But she knows in that moment, like she has to, this is her chance to escape. And she also said what really gave her the will to live is the fact that her dogs came to her rescue and were risking their lives to save her. And she couldn't just lay there and let them like die in vain if if they were, you know, being killed, which it sounded like they were. Um, So... She got up to escape. So at this time, she has one eye. She's no uh-huh. teeth. Uh-huh. She's no nose. 
because it, it's been ripped off too. And um, she has to make her way back to her house for safety. A mile away. A mile away. And she's on top of a mountain. So the first obstacle that she has to go through is a bunch of cactus and brush because it's like a desert setting. And she can't see anything. Her contacts are no longer in her one good eye. So she's like blind as a Right. She's blind. (laughs) Which she really like made that statement. I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Like that's like the first thing that's going to go. So she was trying to rummage through like all these prickles and it's also rattlesnake country. She's not wearing any shoes. She's barefoot walking through like thorns that are up to an inch thick, like in, you know, like thorny parts. And so she's walking through making all these noises and screaming. And the Irish wolfhound comes like leaves the bear. Like they're still fighting and runs to her rescue. And she holds onto the back. And if you've ever seen an Irish wolfhound, they're huge dogs. Yeah. She holds onto the back of it and it leads her through the brush and makes a path for her. And then once it gets her over the brush, now she has to cross her, like go around this like river part. But she knows where she's at now, and the dog takes off back and goes back to the bear fight. Oh Jesus Christ! So no. she makes her way through the pond and then back down to her house and to her, and she gets to her car. And she's like, "Okay, I can do this." Remember, it's a small town, so there's not a lot of traffic on the road. But she's driving down a mountain, so she's like, "I can't like drive off the side of the mountain because I can't really see anything." Um, so she drove. She gets in her car. She also realized that if she passes out at this point, it's a complete death sentence. Like she's gonna die. Oh God. Um, so she does everything she can to stay stay put and and does with she it. play cold car does she play what cold car what's that uh you make the car as cold as you can and turn up the air conditioning all the way oh and whoever turns it off first you usually play it in the that winter sounds though. like the worst game ever no I... you play it in the winter so it's already cold outside then you make it as cold as possible in your car and whoever turns on the heat first Mm-mm. loses you can also play hot car you play that in the summer you turn up the heat all the way what games are these the games me and my friends used to play in high school. I would never play the cold game. What about the hot game? I would do that. I could, I could stay in a lot of heat. Listen, you would you would lose I, the hot game I, instantly. I always lost the hot game. Or like if you're falling asleep, like if you're really tired and you're driving, you roll down on your windows or turn the AC up or something like that. Okay. I don't know if she did that. All right. But. Just checking. She made it three miles to the fire station. Okay, good. And this was really cute because she said in the interview that she basically walked she looked at herself in the mirror. She's, oh. like, she's like, okay, this is it. I, I want to see how bad I look. Cause these people are going to be like, who the hell is this lady? So she looks in the mirror and she was just like, oh my God, I'm going to scare the crap out of these people. Like she was humorous about the whole, like as she's telling the story. So she walks into the fire station Yeah, and she's said, there's this cute young like fireman mm-hmm. and he just looks at her and his face is like, oh my God. And he go and she goes to like collapse over like and he catches her oh with his strong firefighter Uh and then another firefighter comes behind her so she's sandwiched in between two firefighters and she said in the interview she's like I mean I had to take it in as much as I could because what other time would I ever be sandwiched (gasps) in between two hot firemen Uh. so she's like so I had that going for me although then she passed out (laughs) they had just come out of the shower they were soaking wet and just had no shirts on And she's like, gross, And guys. she was like, well, if this is the last sight I see. It's a you good know, sight. At least I got that one for me. At least so, it wasn't the teeth on the ground. Right. And, <laughs> and remember, her her face is like not there. Like this bear oh, is eating. Like, she also made a comment where she was wearing a baseball cap mm-hmm. whenever she was doing the work. And when she looked at herself in the rearview mirror, she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe my base, my red baseball hat's still on. Nope. Mm-mm. She was scalped, it was, wasn't it was, she? Yep. Sure was. And then she realized, oh, that's not my my red hat. That's my scalp hanging off. 
okay mm. so they life later to this uh, is a nauseating story i know i know <laughs> Um, they life later to UCLA Medical Center where the plastic surgery team said her case was the worst they'd ever seen. Yeah. And she received a thousand stitches, oh. intense surgery, um, plus several other follow-up stru- uh, surgeries. And still to this day, she doesn't have a lot of sensation in her face. Um, but despite the very painful ordeal, she's surprisingly upbeat. Again, if you listen to the interview, she has a lot of humor about it. And um, she said she does not harbor any bad feelings towards the bear. Quote, it belongs here. It lives here. They've got as much right to be here as I do. But until they start paying property taxes, I'm going to assert my dominance next time. Damn. And um, the dogs did escape. (gasps) They survived the bear attack. Yay. And they only suffered minor injuries. Damn, those dogs are badasses. But both have passed. I mean, this was uh, 2008, yeah. so both have passed. She's two new dogs now, and she still but lives on the ranch. both of dogs were huge. Yes. A, a and Mastiff she even said, she's like, and... uh, Irish Wolfhound, she had just adopted the Mastiff mm-hmm. um, a month earlier, and she said that the fact that the Mastiff like saved, basically saved her life when he was just rescued. Well, um, she rescued him. She owes him her life, or she said she owed him her life, and um, he really gave her the will to live. So she's still living at the ranch. Um, Does she and still go up to do the water thing? I don't know. Okay. But, oh, yeah, she actually... In another article I read, she said she does, but she brings proper um, anti-bear stuff. Anti-bear stuff with her, like she comes prepared now. So next on the Sip Survivor Pete merch store after the runners kit, bear kit, bear kit. This could be our new thing. Great. Um, And that is the survival story of Alina Hansen, and also she has a book out on Amazon, and it's called Chomp Chomp Chomp: How I Survived a Bear Attack. Damn. Very she's literal. not beating it around the bush. No, she's not. And the and the cover is kind of amazing. So great. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a wow. gruesome little ditty. Ugh. Now tell me a story about a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Don't worry, I'm not telling you about the Brady Bunch. Okay, I'm doing the survival story of Ryan Osman, and uh, it's a pretty exciting story. Mm. Hmm. I watched his interview with the local TV station, which is weird. They put their uncut version of the interview on um, YouTube. And I have to tell you, listening to a reporter do an interview that's not cut into a package because we work at a TV station, a news station, um, is the weirdest thing. He, this reporter sound, (laughs) sounded so, I'm sorry. Like choppy? Yeah. And and like he used Insensitive? No, he was oh. using words like, 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 so when, like, Unprofessional. Yeah. Let me guess all of the adjectives to describe his. The answer his... is ding, 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 unprofessional, but it's just because I think we don't ever see that. Yeah. We only see like the clean the cut. Clean like cut. when you're watching the news, like the complete Where they package. cut like this part in with this part and it all flows really I'm nice. I'm surprised they would do that. It was very interesting. Hmm. I mean, nonetheless, it was, it was a 20 minute interview, oh. which is why it wasn't in the newscast, but Anyway, um, so he was an Arizona man, and he went hiking in Zion National Park, which is in Utah, okay. with his girlfriend, and I have her name. Hold on. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. There she blows. There she blows. I'm doing weird stuff. Um, oh, there we go. Okay, here we go. Um, I don't know. I'll get to her name when it comes to me. But anyway, it's he was his girlfriend. It was his girlfriend. Yeah. She she survives, we'll but it's not as impressive. Um, 
sorry. Sorry, Monica. Your survival's not as impressive. Um, so they went hiking, and they uh, were in the Left Fork Trail of North Creek, but it's known as the Subway Route. Okay. And I'm like, is that because there's Subway sandwiches or because mm. it reminds you of a Subway? I'm hoping sandwiches. I'm guessing sandwiches. So it was a Saturday afternoon. He said it was around like 1.30, 2 o'clock when they okay. went on this hike. It was also winter. So mm. it's a little it's a little brisk little, out. Little, yeah, little nippy in the air. Uh, he said temperature outside was probably in the lower 30s. So Ew. it could, yeah, right? I was like, now Why don't you you've do already your hiking made your in the first summer. mistake. You're hiking. Yes. Second mistake it's cold as fuck outside. What are you doing? Third mistake, you didn't have our hiker's travel pack exactly. that you can purchase from our website. Soon. We soon. haven't made it yet. Coming soon. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're hiking along and his leg all of a sudden was buried up to his knee. And what you may ask? Quicksand. <gasps> oh my gosh. My childhood fear was... Yes. Uh, quicksand. <laughs> I was just looking it up. There's a comedian, John Mulaney. Uh-huh. And he, uh, one of his like bits that he does in one of his shows is, um, I thought quicksand, when I was a kid, they made quicksand seem like it was going to be a big problem. Like something I should be stressed yeah, out about. like sinkholes. Yeah. Like you should be worried about that. Hello? Quicksand. But it doesn't really come up that often. No, except in the never ending story. That's what made me afraid of it. Oh, Atreyu and his I poor horse. Okay, okay, so it's a real thing. Yes, quicksand is a real thing. And I also have, I also went down the rabbit hole of like, okay, if you do get stuck in quicksand, how do you get out? Tell me. I'm I sure will. you will. I will. Okay, we'll get there. All right, so at this point, his leg is buried up to his knee, and his girlfriend was trying to like dig him out. Now, quicksand is not just sand that envelops quick. you quickly, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a mixture of water and sand. That's what makes it quicksand. That's what makes it suck you up. So, I remember it's like 30-ish degrees outside, so that water is fucking freezing. Oh, and so it's like said, ice quicksand. Yeah. He said it's it's basically, uh, he said the best way to describe it would be standing in a huge puddle of concrete that basically just dries instantly. And so when I was watching the like how to get out of it, it was mm-hmm. a National Geographic um, like five-minute video about it. It was this British guy, and he was there with like a quicksand rescue expert. And um, he he actually got into quicksand for a demonstration. This oh no, poor man. Oh no. And um, he said, like, so what happens is the when you put your body or your feet or whatever into the quicksand, the sand or your weight is displacing the water, and then the sand rushes in, oh. so it becomes almost like suction. So as you start to sink in deeper, the water is moving, the sand is rushing in, and you're basically in like this huge suction cup, and that's why you can't pull yourself out. So do you just add water? You do. If you had a hose. But well, yeah, he said there's, bit, there's ways, if you're not stuck super deep. That's great. I didn't know that. They said if you're not stuck super deep, you can try laying down and floating on top of the water. Okay. And as you lay down, uh, it'll make room for your feet, and they'll start to come out. Okay. But... For the guy who was in this National Geographic video and uh, Osman, the guy who's in this, he basically, um, they were in too deep. Like that wouldn't have worked. But in the National Geographic video on how to get out, the rescue workers have this huge hose that's out, like in a steel pipe mm-hmm. and they drill it down in next to where your leg is. Okay. And they basically like pump it full of water. Okay. To like make space around your leg. Huh. And they pull out one leg at a time. So you better be flexible. 
This poor man. Do your yoga, people. <laughs> Get your yoga on. <laughs> Quicksand is coming for you. <laughs> Downward dog. Oh, shit. Okay. So, um, oh, here we go. His companion, or his girlfriend, as we Monica. like to call her. Nope, Jessica. Close. Oh, Jessica. Jessica McNeil. Um, okay, so they, at this point, again, hiking. Bad idea. I'm just going to discourage it. Bad idea. Don't do it. They had hiked for three hours to get to the point where they were. Now, that's a six. Then you got to turn around. That's a six hour hike. That's a fucking ridiculous idea. And it's cold. Remember? Don't you guys just want to sit by a fire or in a hot and watch tub? a movie? Yes. Make sweet love to Pop one another. Pop some champagne. Whatever. Anywho. Um, so, nope. So, they want to go hiking. Fine. Go fucking hiking. Uh, so they are now three hours out from the trailhead. Hmm. He is now sunk down to his hip. Ooh. Uh, it's freezing cold. She, uh, Jessica had tried um, to dig his leg out, but the water, she didn't have, she didn't have gloves. He didn't have gloves. I'm like, you guys. Wait. What kind of hikers are you? Okay. So he, and he's wearing a very thin jacket and a, and a beanie. Okay, I appreciate the beanie portion. Yeah. Anyway, get that, so get she tries to dig, and every like you dig, and the sand just immediately fills in where you just digged, mm-hmm. dug, dug, dig, dug, whatever. Anyway, um, so it's kind of a, it's kind Charles. Of a, it's fine. <laughs> it's Charles. Uh, anyway, the she, she basically he decides that she's going to need to go get help. She, when you see her, a is like this gorgeous little skinny number mm-hmm. and. Like, like she didn't make this hike by herself. Right. I'm not saying you can't if you're a skinny little number, but she just, she wasn't an experienced hiker. And now she has to hike by herself three three hours hours down a trail that she's not super comfortable with to find help. So he knows he's going to be there for at least three more hours because they don't have cell phone service. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's already at the hip. So. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. So he's sinking quick. Well, he stopped himself. So this is before she left. She found two really big sticks that he mm-hmm. was able to stick into the quicksand okay. until it hit the bottom, and so he was able to kind of prop himself up and stop any more. This is bananas. Sinking. Like this is like every childhood, <laughs> childhood nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. So he's he has these sticks. Um, he then uh, kind of puts his arms inside his jacket okay. to try and keep warm, and he pulls his hat down over his face. So he probably looks like a total freak show, if we're going to be honest about it. Like, I'm imagining this man up to his hip in quicksand with sticks holding him up, his and a arms hat over his and a face. hat over his face. Like he and looks, if you're hiking by, you're like, uh, what the okay, fuck? let's just, just run turn with around. This guy. Bye. <laughs> just taking a casual nap. Yeah. Uh, now, it gets, it gets better. Uh, after 30, 30 minutes after Jessica had left, it started snowing really bad. Hmm. Because nothing says fun hike like a snowstorm. Mm-mm. Nothing says I'm stuck in quicksand like a snowstorm. On top of a mountain. Um, he said when it started snowing, he realized that his hips were so tired from standing in that position. And like the pressure that you yeah. feel, I guess, from the sand rushing in, like it never stops. It's just like this constant, constant suction like, on yeah. your legs. Um, <clears throat> so... The Zion Dispatch received a report that afternoon um, because Jessica did make it out. Um, she was suffering from hypothermia when they found her at the trailhead. Uh, so they put her in a, an ambulance and started treating her. Again, wear better clothes. Right. That's what, I, that's what I'm giving you that look where I'm like, come on. 
I knew that's why you were going to be like dress for your appropriate hike. Like if you're going to hike a half an hour, fine, wear whatever you're wearing. You're going for like a a day, a whole day. And you're like not in a state that's super warm and sunny. And like, you're not an experienced hiker. Right. Maybe that's why she did that. She probably was wearing flip flops too. No, she was. I'm not survivor shaming. (laughs) I'm not survivor shaming. (laughs) Okay. So they, uh, when he was talking in the interview that I watched, uh, there was one guy who was a really avid hiker and he made it out first. Mm-hmm. And so when he got there, he tried to, um, and this was like four hours later, maybe five, four or okay. five hours after Jessica had stuck. left. Okay. So he, this guy is out there and he starts trying to dig. That doesn't work. He then rigs up a pulley system and mm-hmm. the pulley system is like, I don't know, around his waist and around a rock. And then Not gonna work. he starts to pull and um, Osmond is like, um, yeah, my legs aren't moving and it feels like you're ripping my torso off the rest oh. of my body. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, he stopped and he waited for the rest of the crew to get there. Um, they then fastened the pulley system to, uh, they had him hook it below his knee which I'm like, I don't even know how he did that. Did he have to stick his hands in the... Probably. And then what if he got stuck in the... I have no idea. Okay. I don't... How big was the quicksand? Like, how diameter-wise do you think? They didn't say. Um, like, do you think he accidentally, like, stepped in it? And, like, yeah. like it was a small puddle? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I feel like the quicksand... Like, when I watch the National Geographic thing, that's kind of how it is, is, like... Um, kind of, like, really large puddles that look like sand. Mm-hmm. But when you step in them, there's just too much water. Yeah. And so it... it that's okay. what makes it quick. I'm just trying to envision like how big the air. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I think it was like a large puddle. Like it was in the, there wasn't really a path. That was the other thing. They were kind of mm-hmm. just hiking. They said they were following people's footprints from before. So they thought they were going in a decent area. Right. Um, again, uh, but quicksand can come and go. If the water dries up, the quicksand's done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't always stay in the same place. Terrifying. Okay. Exactly. So, so they rig up the pulley, the new pulley system. They rig up the new pulley system. It's somehow around his, like below his knee. I'm guessing he must've done that somehow. Um, and they were able to pull him out, but he said it was the worst pain ever <gasps> because his leg had been immobilized for so long yeah. and it was also so cold. Um, and they weren't sure if they were like dislocating stuff on the way out when they were pulling him. Um, but they just knew they had to get him out. So like they were pulling, other guys were in like kind of laying on the quicksand, um, digging with their hands to like free his leg. Yeah. Um, I think he said something like it took them an hour to get him out. Ooh. So that's a lot of digging. That's a lot. And, and that's pulling. a long time being in there. Total. Yeah. And you know, he had to pee and poop while he was in there. Probably at least pee. Anyway, I like how I always bring it back to some sort of poop or pee joke. It's like I'm my kid. <laughs> so well, that's the, that's the, that's the world you live in. So it is. Um, <laughs> He said, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't an hour. It was two hours. Freezing. Uh, by the time they were done, it was night. Oh. And they couldn't hike back out, and the helicopter couldn't get no. in to rescue. No, 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 no. So basically what they did is they had like some sort of thermal um, sleeping bag. Okay. So they got him out of all of his wet clothes. And here's the thing. His, like he said, his little jacket he was wearing that was inappropriate for this hike. I'm mm-hmm. just going to be the mom about it. Um, the, the arms of the jacket, because he put his arms inside to keep warm, 
uh, were like frozen with ice. Yeah. Because they got wet and then his arms weren't in it. And so they just froze. And anyway, I'm just sure ridiculous. he's lost. I'm sure you'll tell us, but there, I'm sure were limbs that were lost. There weren't. Oh, okay. Get ready. So mm. he, um, they take all of his wet clothes. He puts on dry clothes. He gets into the thermal sleeping bag and they put a bunch of like heating pads in there with him. And that's okay. where he stayed for the night. And the rescuer stayed with him. Everybody had to stay. Oh my yes. God. I'd be like, I'm going to sleep in the car. Yes. Or I don't know if they had a car. Before but. night fell, I think they relieved two of the rescuers and had two more come. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were the ones that knew they were going to stay the night. So at least they knew. Ooh, okay. They were prepared. Yeah. Um, overnight, it snowed again because nothing says fun like sleeping outside in a snowstorm. Right. Uh, four more inches of snow mm. fell. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, uh okay but the next day it was snowing really bad and they were worried they were gonna have to spend another night no because they were get like, me how off are we this gonna, mountain how are we gonna get a helicopter in here right we can't see good news the um the weather cleared for an hour one hour and the utah department utah department uter the uter <laughs> the Utah Department of Public Safety helicopter was able to make it in to rescue him during that clearing in the snow. Thank God. Okay. Okay. Uh, they were able to rescue him. And um, there's basically, this isn't the first, nor will it be the last time someone has to be rescued from Zion National Park. Apparently, there's a lot of people who um, don't realize how rugged the terrain is. Uh, and so she said in 2018, there were 78 major search and rescues. What? In 2017, there were 114. What? Yeah. People. And she our, said, buy our, <laughs> buy our soon to be available pack. hiking pack. Well, that's crazy. I didn't, I mean. Yeah. Apparently it's really rugged terrain. And she said the park has also become more popular recently because, um, millennials, let's be honest. You guys all fucking love hiking. Kenny. Parks. I do. I knew it. <laughs> um, so she said, because visitation has increased, rescues have increased. Because but more do you people. think they need better trails? Like maybe they need to establish better trails for people to walk on. Or I feel like they don't want to disturb the. We natural should probably call them and, and and let them know. Great, I'll let you do. Let's that. You're get, in charge. I'm, yeah, I'll get that solved. <laughs> um, so basically, the end is he goes to the hospital. He gets life lighted out. Mm-hmm. Um, he got life lighted out of the wooded area where he was they had they kept him in the sleeping bag the thermal sleeping bag they hooked him up to a i don't know some strings like a basket like a like a fucking i'm dangling off of a helicopter via string he's basket like, he's like i can't wait till this nightmare ends. <laughs> like now and i'm they, hanging from a helicopter they, they basically like it looked like they were fishing for a human off the helicopter oh. and they like crank him up there and he oh, gets yeah. up to the top and then they bring him in the helicopter uh. while it's flying um they bring him to the hospital he uh gets treated for some hypothermia and he wasn't sure if he, they said his leg looked a little crooked so they weren't sure if he had dislocated some stuff um, but it turns out he did not. Um, once they got his core temperature to the right place, he was actually fine. And he had, um, some swelling in his leg and, um, some like, um, muscle problems, yeah. like because of all the pressure from the quicksand. Um, but otherwise he was in the hospital for three hours and walked out. That's it. Uh-huh. Did Monica greet him at the door? <laughs> Jessica or Jessica yes um she said she was super worried she thought that 
her initial reaction was she wasn't going to be able to make it back the three hours to yeah. try and get help. And so she thought they were just going to both die out there. And I was like, Jessica, that seems aggressive. <laughs> Jessica, don't jump to conclusions. Start so fucking hiking. Right. Wear proper gear. And so start hiking. Do you think he's hiked since then? He is still in hiking, but he said he just doesn't want to ever hike in the winter again. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, my going back to National Geographic, the the quicksand uh, that I saw, I think they were in, I think they were in the UK and there's a beach that's very well known for having quicksand. I kind of want to go to it. I don't. Don't you? Just to see it? I mean, if I'm at a distance, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go in it, but I want to like see it. Well, the guy who went in it, um, I think he must be some sort of journalist or something for National Geographic. Mm -hmm. He put on a full, like, it was like a wetsuit, but like, like totally impervious to water Mm -hmm. and um he like literally like purposely went in and stood on top of quicksand and he started sinking it took him eight minutes to sink to his knees which is like okay but he said once he was into his feet he couldn't pull them out so like sinking to your knees is like it's just easy so scary and then um the rescue guy he said he rescues i forget how many he said i should have written it down he rescues like 50 people every season or something it's like something ridiculous due to quicksand yes at this one place because there's like a lake i believe it is either it's a lake or an ocean i don't know Mm -hmm. again i should have been paying more attention i was laying in bed it's fine um but and he and the guy said well why don't you just put like signs around the quicksand and he goes they move i mean it's not it's not like this quicksand puddle stays here forever it's like this one dries up and one opens up over here so it's kind of like how sinkholes they open up wherever Mm -hmm. um so they're constantly moving so it's just like this insane thing and they talked about the layback method which i did watch a video about that too if you're not too deep and you lay down it makes space for your feet and they can like start to float up like okay. the, I mean, the sand will sense. actually push your feet up. So your feet are in and you just lay back. Like, uh-huh. okay. And you won't sink completely because you, your body laying down is too much mass to oh. like go in. Whereas okay. if you're standing, you're like a, like a pole. It's a perfect, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like a perfect way to sink into quicksand. Now I know if I'm ever in a quicksand situation, yes, I know what to do now. Well, I mean, how, are, lay we, back. are we really hiking in the near future? No, but Absolutely what if not. something, All what right. if. You never know. Like John what if in West said, Lake, quicksand could be a big deal. What if one day I'm walking down the street in Westlake and I step in a quicksand <laughs> puddle? I now know what to do. It's good to I know. I love it. Um, but yeah, the rescue was intense. Uh, although they got, because they had the right equipment, because they're used to this in this UK uh, town, um, they got him out in like 20 minutes. Wow. And he was up to his hips, both legs. Yeah. And he's like a professional. Yeah. It was oh. intense. But... He said the guy looked like he was in pain when they were pulling him because yeah, he said the sounds, suction, the suction, oh, the pressure. I didn't know there was so much suction. I'm surprised that that guy didn't lose any limbs just from Me being too. so cold and like being. I wonder in if that. the sand kind of works. Even though his leg was really cold, I wonder if the yeah. sand kind of worked to insulate. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Even though it was in cold water, like mm-hmm. the sand was pushing the water away. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the sand saved his leg. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that's my story about quicksand and how you can avoid it, hmm. and how this guy lived. And what not to wear on a hike. Yeah. Get it together, you guys. And quit hiking. In the winter. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, hike. But just don't do it in the winter. No, don't hike. Enjoy the enjoy our, our beautiful I like to enjoy parks. our beautiful national parks via balcony with a glass of wine. Oh, see, I could do. I would love to hike. Mildly, but not in the winter. I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, Kenny. Okay. This is a pretty crazy story, honestly. 
I can't wait to guess. Uh, so and also good at it. Indiana couple accused of abandoning their adopted daughter says she was blank. Why? Why did they abandon her? Essentially, hmm. po- she was possessed. God damn it! That was going to be mine. Yes, it's finally a good one. I guessed. Okay. And Kenny didn't seem completely disgusted by my That's answer. Not a bad guess. Yeah, no. okay. it's a, like the plot of half the horror movies mm-hmm. out there. Can you yeah. read? Can you read it to me again? Indiana couple accused of abandoning their adopted daughter says she was blank. Not their child? Well, yeah, she was adopted, so. I know. I'm saying maybe they just came to that realization late. I, mean, <laughs> I like that you tried to backtrack to. Both of you are kind of right. What? But in, oh. a, in a weird way. <laughs> Wait, should just Kenny, I did. That was we a terrible to, high five. We just tried to high five. <laughs> we didn't. Okay. So Jenny kind of right because she, they're saying she was actually an adult and not a child. Oh. What? And Danelle right because she was actually an adult who was trying to kill them. Oh, so she was. But was, so, she, was she either of those things? Here's here's the story. No one knows right now. The story is pretty crazy. Oh Jesus. Okay. Breaking yeah. news. Breaking this news. Just in. Okay. So. Uh, according to court documents, the couple adopted a Ukraine-born girl with dwarfism in 2010, but they abandoned her in Lafayette in 2013 when they moved to Canada. They are now accused of changing the girl's age from 8 to 12 before they left, and they told the girl to tell other people she looks young for her age. So they're charged with, like, neglect and blah, 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 all that stuff. Uh In an interview, though, uh... They're saying that this girl's scamming them, and who's actually an adult who made a career out of fooling people into thinking she's a young girl. They, so the couple agreed to an emergency adoption from an adoption center, and they didn't know like any details about the girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that she needed a home immediately because her previous parents gave her up for undisclosed reasons. Within the first few weeks, our science, the new daughter, wasn't actually a young girl. She had a very good vocabulary. She shunned other children, and she had her period at eight. I don't know if that's normal I feel like that not. could happen. It can happen, but okay. that, that, that would be extremely young. That would be extremely young. So they took the girl to a physician for a bone density test. Don't know what that is. Oh, the yeah. The doctor said she's at least 14, so they began treating her like a teenager, then the girl started making death threats against him. She threatened to, she tried to poison the mom and push her into an electric fence. Uh, and she attacked a baby. Oh! So they took her to a psychiatric ward to get help. During the treatment, the girl allegedly confessed to being much older and that she wanted to kill her family. So they legally changed the girl's age in 2012 at the Superior Court system. Uh huh. But now, apparently, the girl's saying that she was neglected, and like they got the jail, and they're like out on bond right now. I don't know. This story is pretty crazy. Like, it took me about five it's, times. You know what it, it is, through. Kenny? It's weird. That's yeah. why it's weird news. That's right. It's so we're still unsure at this time of her age, and yeah. if it's her that's bananas or her parents. Yeah, like I don't know we're if not the sure parents if are just saying that to get rid of her, or if this girl is actually. A if, psychopath who I, has been... But if you're threatening to kill me, no offense, I'm not going to... I don't want you to be in my house. But what if they're just saying if, that, too? Well, yeah. but why would they go through all the trouble and adopt her and then... That's I don't true. Know. This sounds nutso. Yeah, I don't it's... Know. You know what? I'm just excited that I wasn't 
completely off and Jenny and I were on the same kind of the same page this week. Yes. Yes. So can you keep us keep yeah, us posted if on I, if you abreast see on the story please? About what keep us abreast on the situation. Uh t- She's supposed to appear, or they're supposed to appear in court soon, so. It'll be really sad, though, if she is that age, like eight or whatever age she's supposed to be now, and the parents are crazy, and they're just like, yeah. I secretly hope she's crazy, just because I feel like that's going to be terrible for those parents if. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Declan says creepy stuff. Have you ever seen, have you ever watched YouTube videos? Well, you even said you're like, I hope my son is not a, like, Kids always say creepy shit though. Yeah, he has right? he has pretend, so he has a kitchen and he has like pretend knives, mm-hmm. you know, for the kitchen. Yeah, and um, he likes to come at me with them, and I'm like, does this mean he's a serial killer? Like, no. what are we doing? Look, Kenny's like, yes. <laughs> Kenny's like, absolutely for sure. He's only oh, he did hit his head really bad that one day. Remember? Oh shit. Okay, I'll keep you posted on that as well. So keep far, us, if he's Jenny a doesn't sweet show baby. for the podcast, we know what happened. <laughs> Declan. <laughs> oh, poor Jackie. Um, all right. Well, I wanted to let you guys know we have stickers, and now we are so are so are so are gonna have yeah. magnets. Yeah, I ordered magnets. Great. And buttons. Ooh. Oh my god, you guys. Oh. So um we would really like you guys to uh join us on social media. We have lots of social uh accounts things. on all, all the main things. Um, and then the other thing we have is Patreon. And if you want to become a patron, we would love you forever. And, and we would love good the, wine. Uh, yes. Yeah. We can buy more wine if you guys help support us. So, um, you can go on to patreon.com and look up sip survivor Pete. And if you become a member, I think we start at $2 a month, which is, um, pretty, pretty doable. If you That's can, like we'd skipping love it. one Starbucks. Um, and I was going to let you know if you join Patreon, um, the next 50 people that join, are going to get a free button. What, Jenny? A free button? Mm-hmm. How big is the button? What does it look like? <laughs> Tell me the details. It has our logo, and it is the round logo, so mm-hmm. it has, like, the blue border. And then it also, I think it's a one-and-a-half-inch Perfect situation. size for a jean jacket or yes, a book bag. of course. Or, like, your canvas tote. Mm. Whatever suits your fancy. Yes, so log on and... um you know, once you do that at any level, so you can join at $2, you can join at 10. Um, we will send you a button no matter what level you're at, along with all the other cool stuff that you're going to get for being a patron. And we're actually a uh, good thing. We drank this almost 15% because we're going to be doing our next Patreon. Get recording. ready. It's going to be fun. Relationship advice coming at you on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. You guys we will see you next week. Bye.